Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. A couple things come to mind. Just how grateful I am for the opportunity to represent the organization. How grateful I am to be able to go out there and compete with the guys. And that's ultimately what I felt and what I was striving to do. That was OKC Thunder Summer League coach Cameron Woods talking about his experience stepping in as the head coach for the first time. Today, we take a look back at the NBA Summer League to review some of the great performances of the players and talk about the hiccups that OKC faced along the way. We're joined by Thunder beat writer Joe Musato, who traveled to Las Vegas just to see the Thunder roster in person. But as the week went on, there was so much more. I'm James D. Jackson, and this is the Oklahoman Sports Insider. All right. So, Joe, there was a lot of excitement headed into the summer league. OKC drafts Josh Giddy, Trey Mann, Jeremiah Robinson Earl, and Aaron Wiggins. But that excitement faded just a bit with all the difficulties OKC faced throughout the summer league. So my question to you is, what were those? Yeah, I mean, it really started five minutes into Summer League. I think, you know, Summer League is every fan base's chance to get excited about their new draft picks and everything like that. And, um, you know, the Thunder's first Summer League game was going to be Josh Giddy against Cade Cunningham and the Pistons. And then Giddy first play of the game, comes around a screen, um, has a nice dunk at the rim, and then five minutes later, he turns his ankle, uh, sprains his ankle, is out for the rest of the summer league. He was listed as day-to-day. Yeah, not sure on uh, Giddy status. He's just day-to-day right now. We're just evaluating that. So don't have um, an answer on his availability going forward. And then Trey Mann, who was their pick at 18th overall, he um, played two games, you know, didn't shoot the ball great. Uh, I've been through uh, stretch before where I missed shots um, and the way I got out of it before was just to keep shooting. Um, my teammates and my coaches, they have a lot of confidence in me. Um, so next game, um, I'm not going to pass up those, those open looks that I got and hopefully they'll fall next game. But showed some flashes, but then he missed the rest of Summer League, the final three games due to an undisclosed personal matter. So um, while, you know, Cade Cunningham and, you know, Jalen Green, um, Moses Moody, James Booknight, Alper and Shingoon, all of these rookies are doing their things, hyping up their fan bases, and the Thunder is sort of sitting back watching at home, and Josh Giddy and Trey Mann aren't out there. So it was kind of a disappointing summer league for the Thunder. And it wasn't just the players on the court that was sidelined for the Thunder. Grant Gibbs, the head coach, was also out for a significant part of the summer league. What happened in that situation, and who stepped in for Gibbs? Yeah, so yeah, that was another unique situation the Thunder faced. Grant Gibbs missed the final few games due to health and safety protocols. Mm -hmm. Um, The team isn't saying more than that, so I'm not sure if it's contact tracing. I'm not sure if he actually came down with COVID or not. 
Um, but Cameron Woods stepped in as head coach for Grant Gibbs. And Cameron Woods has a cool story. So he played college basketball at Butler. Mm-hmm. And then he played for two years um, with the OKC Blue under Mark Dagnall, who at the time was the Blues coach. Um, and then he actually went from playing with the Blue to coaching alongside Dagnall with the Blue. So was an assistant there. And last year was the, his first year with the Thunder. He was a player development coach. I have a lot of respect for him. I think the biggest thing that I take away from him is his poise and his ability to communicate with the players um, throughout the game and even off the floor. Um, on the Thunder sideline, working under Dagnalt again. And then he came to Vegas as a summer league assistant to, to Grant Gibbs, who's the Blues head coach. Mm-hmm. And Cameron Woods, you know, he's still a young guy. He has never coached, been the head coach of a game at, at any level. Like he said, other than, you know, coaching camp games back when he was a college player at Butler. Yeah, I mean, outside of... Uh camp you know three on three four on four those type of things that like butler camp or back in yeah this was the first time for sure but he's never been a head coach until now and it was actually pretty cool so after the thunders win on monday night it was his first win as a head coach and they uh you know doused him with water bottles after the game and celebrated (laughs) with him so kind of a cool story for cameron woods you talk about the detroit pistons game which was the thunders first game in the summer league OKC still won that one without Giddy. They they looked really good, and they just fell off a cliff the next couple of games, and Giddy never came back. But do you think Giddy would have returned had the Thunder won those next couple of games and were in contention for the championship? Yeah, I mean, in the big picture here is like there's no reason to rush Giddy back or to have him play on an ankle that wasn't 100% because – um, it's just summer league after all. Like, sure, it's something to get excited about, but at the end of the day, the games don't count. Mm-hmm. Um, no one's ever going to remember this, really. We're not going to look back at summer league and, and remember some of these big scoring performances because it all depends on what they do once the real games begin in late October. But, um, you know, w- with Giddy out, they still had Tail Maladone in the backcourt. Uh, Trey Mann did play in those first couple of games. Um, I, I think really... With Giddy out and with Man out um, after two games, Jeremiah Robinson Earl was able to step up, and he was by far the most impressive rookie the Thunder had in summer league. Yeah, the, the, there's no days off in this league, especially summer league guys wanting to compete, competing for spots, competing for contracts, anything. So there's no days off. Every single game, you're gonna have to be physical. You're gonna have to have a lot of pace. You're gonna have to be smart. So just going out there, like I said before, you know, just competing at a high level is just so important because everybody out there is a really good player and they're out there for a reason. Yeah, I would say Aaron Wiggins also did some good things. You know, it's just a matter of me being being aggressive and playing confident. Um, you know, I'm, I'm comfortable in the role that, you know, uh, I'm in, you know, playing with the team and I'm comfortable with our sets and stuff. So I'm just going in, playing aggressive, continuing to try and make plays for, for my team and, uh, you know, just going to stay with that mindset. So, you know, those those two guys were able to show some flashes. They had, mm-hmm. you know, Josh Hall returning, Jalen Horde returning, two guys that were on two-way contracts. So there were still some guys out there for them. Um, but, you know, I, I don't think they got caught up too much into that, you know, three-game losing streak in the middle. They ended up winning their last game on Monday night um, with Rob Edwards, who's not even under contract, going crazy. Um, but, yeah, it's like I, I didn't think we were going to talk about Rob Edwards um, when Summer League started, that's for sure. And you bring up Rob Edwards. He had two high-scoring games for OKC and oftentimes looked like a guy who should be on an NBA roster. What's his story? Where did he come from? 
Yeah, so he started his college career at Cleveland State. Uh, played there a couple of years, played really well, mm-hmm. transferred to Arizona State for his last two years of college. And so he overlapped with Lou Dort, actually, at Arizona State for one year. Lou was a one-and-done at ASU, um, and Edwards was there as his first junior and senior years. Um, so then, you know, Rob Edwards goes undrafted. Yeah, it's been great. Um, when I finished school, I didn't have the summer league opportunity, so... Um, now having it, you know, it's it's amazing experience. It's amazing feeling, you know, being out here and then being able to compete against these guys that we're going against is pretty awesome. So I'm, I'm blessed to be able to be in this position, honestly. Um, he sticks in the G League and he actually played with the OKC Blue in the G League bubble last season. Mm-hmm. Averaged 12 and a half points a game. And I feel like I uh, got better in a lot of different ways. Um, just learning about different offenses, different defenses, the way that guys guard. And then, you know, from what the coaches teach us about, about playing the game. Really is known more as just an outside shooter, basically a spot-up guy, but he showed some things at the basket. Um, he just went crazy in the third quarter. He had 15 mm-hmm. points in the third quarter. Um, everything was working. He banked in a three. He banked in a floater. Um, so it was kind of fun. Uh, the Thunder actually set a summer league record for this year with 116 points. Um, but yeah, it's just it's just craziness happening. 116 points in a 40 minute game is pretty nuts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is actually. Now to finish this off, Joe, you actually went out to Las Vegas to see everyone in person for the first couple of games. What did you think of Teo and how he bulked up for this season? Yeah, I mean, it was it's crazy because I, I told some like Thunder PR staffers this and they couldn't believe it, but. This was the first time I had ever seen Teo Maladone mm-hmm. from, you know, just a few feet away. Like, the only other times I've seen him in person were at Chesapeake Energy Arena, now Paycom Center, I guess I should get that in. Um, and we were at the top of the lower bowl. So, you know, like, these guys are, you know, several hundred, a couple hundred feet, I guess, away from you down at the down on the floor. And mm-hmm. I was maybe five feet away from him at Summer League asking him questions. So... I think the main thing of being there was being able to see guys in person, being able to, you know, really meet and talk to Mark Dagnall for the first time other than a virtual setting, which was really cool. And it was also my first time to Summer League in Las Vegas. And it's just, you know, neat to have all 30 teams there. You see... Vegas is obviously not a, it's filled with tourists and everything, but even walking along the Vegas Strip, you see, you know, guys from different teams and and everything like that. So it's kind of a cool environment. I was happy to be there. Yeah, it's great. Well, hey, Joe, thanks for joining the podcast. I know you're, you're, you're newly engaged and, you know, there's a lot of excitement going on in your personal life as well. So just appreciate you taking the time. Yeah, for sure. I I always take time for you, James. (laughs) All right. I'll see you. See ya. We'll be right back. Yeah, it's, it's a great group. We're real close off the court, and I feel like it shows on the court. Um, we, we, we stick together regardless of what the score is. We just we just want to compete and just, just prove to each other that we can do that for a full 40 minutes. But, I mean, just taking it one day at a time, one possession at a time, and just keep controlling what I can control, which is my attitude. Enjoyed this podcast or Joe Mosato's coverage of the NBA Summer League? Visit the Oklahoma's website and consider subscribing, or download the app to get your news on the go. I'm sure you'll find something that you like. I'm James D. Jackson, 
And this has been the Oklahoman Sports Insider. We'll talk soon.